What's going on, DFS Trash Talkers? We are back for week seven of the NFL season. I'm your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and you're tuning in to DFS Trash Talk. And as always, feel free to talk your trash and hit me up with your questions um, on Twitter, on IG, on Facebook. Um, I want to give y'all that information now so we can get it out the way. Uh, hit me up at DFS Trash Talk on Twitter and at Nita's World underscore. DFS Trash Talk does have an IG and a Facebook, so feel free to follow those so you do not miss out on the free plays. I will be giving a free play away this week, um, as I do um, for other sports. But this week is the more fantasy-friendly week. Uh, You can go uh, plenty of different ways this week. I'm really liking uh, some of the games that are taking place. Games like Houston and Green Bay. Games like, uh, you know, Dallas and Washington. Defense purposes, maybe. You know, a little wide receiver action in that game. The Detroit-Atlanta game is going to shoot out. Got some Arizona and Seattle. I still think DraftKings is going to keep that uh, game on the main slate because it was already on there. So I don't think anybody needs to freak out just because it was it was on the um, they moved it to Sunday night. Um, I saw a lot of that happening and I'm like, you guys, they still got to give you your points. Some of y'all be tripping about nothing. So don't so don't be freaking out over silliness. Um, I do like the Chargers in Jacksonville. And I like I like the Buffalo offense and defense. You know, Sam Darnold is back, but his his wide receiver corp is damaged. Like it's none of them can come together all at one time. So unfortunately for them, this is this is another hit. And fortunately for us, it's good for the D, or good for the defense. Whatever. You know, don't don't run with that. <laughs> anyway. So I want to switch it up a little bit this week because, like I said, there's a lot of fantasy goodness out there, but there's also a lot of injuries, injuries that we need to be aware of and take advantage of. So instead of doing the normal um, breakdown, you know, giving you the top five receivers, top five QBs, top five, you know, whatever, because at the end of the day, sometimes that shit just don't work out. But most of the time it does. We have to trust the process. So I was just looking through all the injuries for week seven and there's so much. So I figured I'd run through them and, and see what, what we could do with that. You know, so make sure you take your notes and, and see what we like as far as the players being out and who should be replacing them and how that magic can work for us. Okay. So let's start with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is out, right? First, let me give you all a rundown of who's really out. So we got Mike Thomas out, Nick Chubb out, Austin Eckler out, Dak Prescott out, Christian McCaffrey out, Joe Mixon out, Aaron Jones doubtful, Sony Michelle out, Sammy Watkins out, Raheem Monster out, John Brown out, Austin Hooper out, Emmanuel Sanders out, COVID, uh, Justin Jackson, game time decision. But if he's out, we got Josh Kelly. Um, Tevin Coleman, Alan Laz, is it Lazard, Lazard, whatever. Sorry, Green Bay fans. I'm not, I'm not big on, uh, name pronunciations and stuff, 
um, Curtis Samuel. I named those ones that are out because they matter the most. When I was looking at the injury report, I noticed that these players being out had a big impact on the game. So we're gonna go over um, the impact that they're gonna have and who's gonna replace these players and, and what, the, what the strategy may be. I don't really have a strategy. I'm just gonna read you what I think, you know, um, or tell you what I think uh, would be the best possible play with these people being out or these players being out. So again, we'll go back to Michael Thomas, right? With Michael Thomas being out, so is Emmanuel Sanders, who I also named, and Fowler. So with that being said, um, Kamara and Cook are obviously going to be the top two options on that team. Um, and then you have uh, Traycon Smith, who becomes a clear number one wide receiver. So um, New Orleans is playing Carolina. That game could be a shootout. Um, I see a lot of ownership flocking to, to you know, Kamara, obviously. Um, he's in a cheat code spot. So running backs versus Carolina, it's been the thing for the last six weeks. And I don't think it's going to change in week seven. So I think you have to lock Kamara in. Um, I think he's the only high-priced player that you actually have to lock in. Unless you want Kareem Hunt, who doesn't have a depressed price tag, but he becomes the clear bell cow uh, for Cleveland with Nick Chubb being out. And they'll probably, Cleveland will probably mix in, um, what's his name, Denard, Denard Johnson. Uh, but I see Kareem handling all the carries, um, getting all the targets, you know, and Cincinnati and Cleveland, that could be another sneaky shootout just because Cleveland lost last week. And Cleveland doesn't want to uh, go on a two-game losing streak. So I think they're going to try to give Cincinnati the business. Uh, but they are on the road again. So uh, uh, good luck with that. Um, moving on to Austin Eckler being out. You know, if Justin Jackson can't go, Josh Kelly becomes a lock for me. Uh, just because Josh Kelly would be the clear bell in that series um, and on that team. So I, I like I like Josh Kelly a lot if Justin Jackson doesn't um, suit up. Obviously, you have Dak Prescott out, so Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, I, I don't know. He he looked he didn't look good last week. So I I don't think I'm gonna take him this week either. Uh, they're playing Washington. I think Washington at home versus Andy Dalton. I think you could take Washington's defense. Um, and just because Andy Dalton is just rusty, he can't, he's just, he's not that, and he's definitely not, he downgraded the receivers on that team, so I just don't feel like the potential is there for Andy Dalton to, like, do something big, unless he gets it together, unless that O-line get it together for him, too, so, uh, moving on, we got I said Christian McCaffrey was out. Mike Davis is starting. Our Mike Davis is getting a lot of ownership. Uh, but that's not something we're worried about because Mike Davis is also in a, a nice spot if he's going to be catching passes out the backfield, which it seems like he does. It seems like if the the defense is a run funnel defense or, like, or if they're good against the run but bad against pass catching backs, uh, 
that's that's potential for him to smash his tag. So only choose uh, Mike Davis if you really feel that he's going to be catching passes out the back. The chalk play is going to Giovanni Bernard. Um, he's the best value play on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, he's he's around five five k or six k, I think. Um, but he's in a he's in a great spot versus Cleveland. Cleveland gives up a lot of runs. But like I said, since he gives up a lot of runs, you know, uh, both gave up over 200 yards uh, when they played against each other. So I, I think both running backs in that game are in play. I'm moving on to Aaron Jones being doubtful, which I assume he's definitely not going to play. Jamal Williams is in a cheat code spot. He's going against Houston. And he's just giving up a lot of rushing yards on the ground. Opposite side of that game, um, Johnson. Wow, I can't. David Johnson. There we go. See what happens when you don't have a co-host? You got to do all this shit by yourself. But anyway, uh, David Johnson is in a smash spot as well. As Green Bay, the cheat code is for running backs versus Green Bay. So we have a lot of running backs that are in smash positions to do their thing this week. Um, Moving on, Sony Michael, I said, was out. So we have Damian Harris. Harris had 17 carries when um, Sony Michelle went out. Obviously, Rick Burkhead and... um, uh, Mr. White, why well, can't uh, say his first name? Well, anyway, James White. There we go. James White and Rex Burkhead are the pass catching backs for that game. So I don't see him catching any passes, but uh, I do see him getting all the carries as far as first, second downs go. Maybe a third down here and there. Maybe a red zone. Yeah, Sammy Watkins, that is out. So obviously, Hardman, Robinson still get that little bump. Hill and Kelsey, their targets are going to increase. So it's still the same culprit, still the same player, still the same um, issues from the prior week. Raheem Monsert's out. That means McKinnon, and he'll get, like, the biggest uh, role increase. And I think his name is Jermichael Hasty. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jermichael Hasty. Well, Miss Daisy, he'll be the backup. So I see McKenna getting all that work for um, going against the Patriots. Patriots are aren't the best against the run, and with with some of the top players out uh, due to COVID or opting out or injury, um, I can see him smashing his tag a bit versus the Patriots. All right, next we had John Brown that was out. Gabriel Davis will be opposite of Stefan Diggs, okay? And Beasley will be playing the slot. I already said that, you know, um, the Bills have already faced the Jets before. I think it was week one or week two, and they they killed them. So obviously they're going to kill them again because it's just the same situation. And we just got to hope for the best when it comes to... uh, scoring because we know Josh Allen likes to score but we also know he likes to throw so Diggs and Davis 
uh, are your top plays uh, with John Brown being out. Next, we have Austin Hooper, I said, was out, which means Njoku or Njoku, however you say it, Njoku. <laughs> he will be the top tight end for Cleveland. Um, with him being the top tight end for Cleveland, he's not garnering a lot of ownership due to his injury status from before. But you can look at him as like a, a long shot GPP play or something. I already said Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out and why, um, why him, Thomas, and Fowler benefits Kamara and Cook and Trayvon, Traquan, my, my bad, Traquan Smith. Um, Tevin Coleman is out as well. So again, that benefits McKinnon and Wilson. And if uh, Wilson can't go. Obviously, McKinnon is the uh, the bell cow for that week. And if McKinnon can't go, then Wilson, if he does go, then he's the bell cow for that week. I already explained. Alan. Actually, I didn't. Next one out is Alan Lazard. Um, play Adams. Uh, play Valdez Scantling. Valen Scantling has a volatility level this week of 6.6, which is... Uh, I think that was the 10th, between 10 and 10 and 15th best uh, as far as volatility goes, uh, which means he can boom or bust this week. They are playing Houston, so he might boom, and his price tag is good enough where he could smash the tag. And the last one was Curtis Samuel where Seth Roberts will most likely be the benefactor in um, that situation. So look look out for these injuries, you guys, uh, because if we could take advantage of them and get a low-tag uh, play that goes off, you know, that's the difference in taking down GPPs, all right? So um, I want to go over the... Well, first, we're going to move on from the injury report. So I hope you guys took some good notes. And we're going to move on to, let's see. Okay, so we're going to move on to some smash tags. And what the smash tags are, are players that are priced below what they could, uh, below what their ceiling suggests. All right, so... It's a player that's probably priced with anywhere between four and six thousand, but they got a ceiling of thirty-five or better. Okay, and we're looking at ownership on when when we talk about the smash tag. Most times when I tell you guys smash tag plays, the ownership level is gonna be under ten percent. All right, so and moving on to that, we're gonna start off with the first. Two QBs that I like that could smash their tags. Well, actually, I only did one. So I think I did two running backs, two wide receivers, two tight ends, and two defenses. So the QB that I like this week, he's projected to be the third QB and the fourth QB on both FanDuel and DraftKings for week seven. Okay. Now, all the QBs are 
uh, that are playing this week have a 50% value or greater, except Locke and Sam Donald, unfortunately, because they just haven't been playing very well. So this QB also has an ownership projection of just 6%. And I like that. And that's on both sites. And that's Josh Allen. Josh Allen is 8.8K on, I think that's FanDuel. And he is 7.7K on DraftKings. And his ownership for both sites is right now is sitting at 6.5%. And I think that's just because everybody just is flocking to Kyle and Murray. They're flocking to um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they're flocking to Matt Ryan. They're flocking to um, uh, who's uh, Matt, uh, Matt Stafford. You know, so they're 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 going to the the high playing games, and that's just leaving Josh Allen all alone. You know, playing the Jets. You know, people are like, oh, it's gonna be a blowout. He's not gonna play off his price tag, but you don't know that. He could pay off his price tag just fine. He likes to rush for touchdowns. He likes to run. He likes to throw a lot of air yards. So um, take advantage of Josh Allen being under-owned because he's projected to be a top five QB on both sites this week. All right, moving on to running back. Two running backs I like this week. The first one I like this week, he's projected at 4.7%. I don't know why. I think everybody feels like uh, the main back for this team is going to be playing. Um, Or they just feel like they love other uh, running backs this week, which is understandable. You have, you know, Davis on this slate. You have Singletary on this slate. You have Camaro on this slate. Okay? But that first running back is Jamal Williams. He's projected for 4.7%. He's 4K on DraftKings. He's 5K on FanDuel. On FanDuel, he's projected for 3% ownership. So that tells you where everybody's head is. I don't know why, but Green Bay running backs are in a cheat code spot. They're going against Houston. Houston gives up, like, the second most yards behind Carolina. Actually, behind Green Bay. So that's, like, the third most yards. Because Carolina and uh, Green Bay give up the most. Okay, and that second running back that I like is projected for 5.1%. He's 5.3K on DraftKings. He's 6.3K on FanDuel. He's 6.5% projected ownership on FanDuel. And that person is David Johnson. I like David Johnson this week. Like I said, I don't have to attack. I could attack with the QBs and the wide receivers. But why attack with those when you can attack in that game with the running backs with the low ownership? And I'm pretty sure they'll probably go off because they always do. Look at what Cook did against them. But then look what David Johnson did against Minnesota because Minnesota, who aren't on this slate, gives up like the fourth or fifth most rushing yards. So when you see cheat code spots and other cheat code spots, play the damn cheat code spots, please. Thank me later. All right. So we got some wide receivers who should smash their tags. Um, 
the first wide receiver, he's 5.6K. He's projected for 4% ownership on DraftKings. He's projected for 3% ownership on FanDuel. And he's 6.6K on FanDuel as well. And that first wide receiver is DJ Moore. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been doing his thing. And he's, I think Teddy Bridgewater is super underpriced too on DraftKings. Um, and I think he is the lowest uh, priced QB for the slate on FanDuel. Or maybe second or third lowest behind Sam Donald and Locke. So I really like DJ Moore. And he is fourth in air yards in the, in, in the league. So I, I fuck with me some DJ Moore. The other wide receiver I like that's in a smash spot. And although his ownership is about... on FanDuel, it's only 9% on DraftKings. And that's Stephon Diggs. He's projected at, I'm sorry, he's projected at 13% on FanDuel. I'm bugging because I saw a 30 somewhere. But that's his smash tag. He can smash his tag by 30% and he's over 55% in value just because of where he's priced. Okay. Stephon Diggs, um, He is 7,500 on DraftKings and 7K on, I'm sorry, he's 7,500 on FanDuel and 7K on DraftKings. And his ownership on DraftKings is 9%. So 13, 9%, that's still low for me. To me, that's low. All right. So right now, my low ownership stack and build right now is looking like um, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, okay, uh, with the Green Bay and Houston running backs. That's for, that's, that's a good leverage against the field. All of them under 10%. Moving on, we got tight end. Uh, this tight end has the second best smash tag on DraftKings and the first best smash tag on FanDuel. He's 6.5K on DraftKings. And uh, actually, I think he's about that. I mean, I think he's 7K on uh, FanDuel. Uh, but that, that tight end I'm talking about is Kittle, George Kittle. And his quarterback has a revenge narrative going on, being that uh, Jimmy G, he used to play for us. He used to play for the Patriots. And now he gets to face his old team with a better tight end on his team in George Kittle. So I think we could look to Jimmy G. You know, he, he he ain't the best on the on the week slate, but, you know, it, he could cause some damage. Maybe in, like, a 4 p.m. only, uh, we can go against him. Uh, we could choose him as our corner, uh, quarterback. Damn, I can't talk today. Uh, but uh, I do like me some Kittle this week. And the second tight end that I like is Travis Kelsey. Obviously, he has the top smash tag of the week, um, but... He's also in a matchup where it's going to be cold in Denver. They might not want to throw the ball a lot. Um, there could be a lot of drops. The air is going to be relatively thin. Um, you know, that air messes with your lungs when you're out there, you know. He's also coming on and back from injuries. And, you know, the cold affects your injuries a lot. You know, that pain is serious. But uh, he has a 20% smash advantage. Um and his ownership is looking really low due to uh, just just other tight ends having better matches. Okay. And moving on for the defenses. And I'm only going to name two. Uh, 
They have the best two smash tags of the week, and that's the Bills and the Browns. The Bills, once again, uh, their ownership on DraftKings is looking at 7 point... I'm sorry, FanDuel is 7.8%. On DraftKings with the Browns, it's 15% ownership. Just I think it's just because they're cheap. Uh, but they do have a matchup against Cincy. Uh, I do think Cincy can score, but, you know, I, Burroughs throws interceptions, and that matters. Uh, Burroughs takes sacks, that matters. Uh, Burroughs, Burroughs fumbles, that matters. So we have advantages on both sides of that. On FanDuel, the Bills are projected at 20% ownership. Um, and Just because on FanDuel, you, just, you need all the points you can get just because they're half PPR. And... And on FanDuel, the Browns are projected at 10%. So you can see that there's a clear difference in uh, one being site-specific, the other not. Um, and I just got an alert. Aaron Jones is not expected to play on Sunday. So go ahead and fire up Jamal Williams. Eat the chop, damn it. it, it they're in a smash spot. He's in a smash spot. Okay? Just eat the chop. And if, if he doesn't smash, feel free to yell at me on Twitter. I got thick skin, okay? And the final segment of the show, we're just going to go over five quarterback wide receiver matches that I think should go off, okay? So, first, let me, you know, wet my throat because I am the only one talking. I feel like I am rambling sometimes. And then your throat gets dry and shit and all that good stuff. But, yeah, so that's just me. All right, my first uh, cornerback wide receiver match we're going to talk is Kenny Galladay. He's going against Kendall Sheffield of Atlanta. Again, both sides of this game, any wide receiver can go off just because uh, Detroit's been giving up a lot of uh, air yards too. So Julio Jones and Ridley don't sleep on them at all. But Kenny Galladay is going up against Kendall Sheffield. Sheffield's targeted 22% of the time that he's on that field, okay? He allows a 114.4 uh, cornerback uh, QB rating when targeted. And his other two cornerbacks that he works with, AJ, AJ Terrell and Isaiah Oliver, they allow worse QB ratings. I mean... Yeah, QB cornerback ratings, 146.5 and a 138. So, you can use uh, Jones and Amendola as well. You don't have to pay up for Kenny Galladay. But Kenny Galladay has the best wide receiver QB rating of the bunch. So, take advantage of that match. You can do your Stafford, Galladay, Jones, Amendola lineup. Either one of those two, not all three. Or you could you could do a, a and run it back with like Jones and Ridley, or you could do like Maddie Ice with Jones and Ridley and Galladay, and just stack up on your wide receivers. You know, pay down at running back. The next one we're gonna talk about is DK Metcalf versus Dre Kirkpatrick. All right, now Arizona has been getting healthy. Okay, so Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker can easily box DK Metcalf out. However, 
I didn't see Buda Baker's name on the the cornerback active list. Oh, I, I, I think I need to go back. But if they do decide to uh, double team Metcalf, that's going to leave Tyler Lockett wide open. All right. But he does allow a 98 cornerback QB rating. And Metcalf um, has a 130 wide receiver QB rating. So anytime that Russell Wilson throws to him, he gets it. Let's just hope that he doesn't do that little fancy dance he did, a little, you know, skip to my loo that he tried to do in the end zone and fuck that shit all up for all of us. Right? Um, the next one, again, Stefan Diggs versus Pierre Desir, New York Jets. Desir is targeted 17% of the time and allows a 135.78 QB to quarterback rating. So Stefan Diggs, I already told you, lock in Buffalo. Buffalo's coming in under-owned. They're coming in under-owned because there's games like New Orleans, Carolina, games like Houston, Green Bay, Detroit, and Atlanta that are sticking out further than any other games because we know all the fantasy goodness that all those teams are giving up. But do not sleep on Buffalo. Uh, the next wide receiver we're going to talk about is Terry McLaurin versus Anthony Brown of Dallas. He's only targeted 10% of the time and allows a 97.5% uh, QB cornerback rating. But his other cornerbacks allow a 139. So and he won't always be paired with Anthony Brown, but he can take advantage of the matchup with Anthony Brown just because he has the speed, he has the height, and he just has the better rating. And if Kyle Allen could do his thing um, and not be a bitch and just get him the fucking uh, passes, we're good to go. But don't sleep on Iman Inman. Inman? Iman Inman. However you say his name. Don't sleep on the man. All right, because he's been getting all the red zone catches. So I just want to put that out there that the other cornerbacks are garbage as well. It's Dallas, you guys. Dallas has been giving up mad yards. This is that time where I think Kyle Allen might be a good use. You know, just just don't sleep on the man. There's only we only get a couple of good games out of those low backup cornerback uh, quarterbacks. So just remember that. Take advantage of the situation. And the final wide receiver cornerback matchup that I like. I had Robbie Anderson here until I actually pulled up these matches and I scratched it out because I didn't think Robbie Anderson had the, the fifth best match. Instead, I thought Brandon Cooks versus Josh Jackson of Green Bay was the better match. And again, the Houston Green Bay um, matches. It's just Brandon Cooks is going to be facing... Josh Jackson, whereas uh, Fuller, who we also love this week, he should be shadowed by Jair Alexander, who is actually a great cornerback. I mean, he's top in the NFL, top 10. So uh, Will Fuller is going to have some work cut out for him. But Brandon Cooks facing Josh Jackson uh, should should be all the leverage we need. All of Green Bay's cornerbacks are targeted evenly by quarterbacks. Um, 
And all in all of Green Bay's cornerbacks allow a 97, 106, and a 113 cornerback QB rating. Do not be scared of fucking Green Bay, okay? Especially after what we saw them do versus Tampa Bay. And yes, Tampa Bay has a great defense. Aaron Rodgers should fucking eat. This game should be like goddamn 80 points or something. I swear to God, if it's not, I'm gonna like fucking scream because this is like ridiculous. It's ridiculous how, you know, these shootouts are supposed to happen and then they don't. All of a sudden, damn defenses wanna actually do something. Like y'all been garbage this whole goddamn time. Why is y'all all of a sudden doing good now? Like, like go ahead and keep being garbage and let us eat. But let me stop. Let me not be wishing bad on anybody's team. But that's what I have for y'all this week, you know. I hope you guys took some great notes. I hope you guys were able to eat real well last week. Um, Great plays last week. Um, I don't think I really had any bad plays last week. Uh, Could have did better with some of my running backs. But that's about it, you know. The purpose of this podcast is to help those who can't, you know, always get to the research, who don't have the money or the funds to be subscribed to every single fucking thing out there. It's okay. You know, hit us up with the questions. You know, I'm always here. Okay, so on that note, I'm your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and you have been tuning in to DFS Trash Talk. We'll see y'all in week eight, all right? Tune in. We out.